Son, and now the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is a pleasure to be with you again. Um, I did want to say, I said it at the first service, and I said it at our forum time together during brunch. Um, normally my wife comes with me on Sundays. Um, that's usually our chance to catch up from crazy week. And uh, this morning we were uh, uh, waking to find our daughter in our bedroom at 2 in the morning sick. And so she took the uh, morning shift. Um, and so she could not be with us this morning, but she sends her love prayers for you. Um, I also have to say, one of the things, okay, we're friends, right? This is not going to leave this place, right? <laughs> this is the best stained glass window in this entire house. <laughs> no offense, but I want to turn and just do this. <laughs> Florida and Miami, my parish was on the water, and people would stare at the sailboats and not listen to the sermon. So, uh, if you're looking in this general direction, I'll believe that all is well. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, I grew up in that wonderful state, but I never experienced seasons there. Now, for all the Floridians that are here, I know we really did have seasons. I get it. Hot. Hotter, <laughs> real hot, and hot, well, you know, hot as you know, but, but since 1994, I've lived in Washington, D.C., and Oklahoma City, and now here in Western North Carolina, so I've experienced my fair share of seasons. My favorite season, fall. Who else? Any other fall people here? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All the signs. The cool, crisp air, the smell of fireplaces burning, the colors of the leaves changing, all those cars from Florida. <laughs> you know those signs of fall is coming in western North Carolina. And I thought, maybe for people who've lived here all their lives, or most of their lives, this really isn't appreciated much. But it never gets old for me. And as far as I'm concerned, there is nothing more spectacular than fall in Western North Carolina. Beautiful, unavoidable signs that something new is happening, that change is coming. Our sanctuary in the weeks to come, not only this one, but throughout our diocese, will start to see clear and visible signs of change. Advent wreaths and candles will be put out, the altar hangings will change. Today, the season of Advent begins, the start of a new church year. Clear and visible signs all around us that something new is happening. Something is coming. Today, we begin our hopeful watch for the signs that Christ, our Savior, is coming. During Advent, we live with that expectation and hope, not only of the here and now, but in the redemption and coming of Jesus Christ. But I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say that not all signs this past year 
have pointed towards hope. You've seen the devastation of hurricanes, fires, and other natural disasters that have left thousands of people struggling to find shelter and try to begin the process of rebuilding their lives, many here in our own state. Acts of violence, not only abroad and at home, continue to rise. And as I hear from many people, more and more are living in a sense of fear. And not to get political and not to go down that route, but the reality is, is our divisive political system has alienated many, and sadly, even frayed and ended long-standing friendships. It is easy in times such as these to have difficulty in believing that we will see anything truly new. We know the Advent story. We have heard the same story year after year. What is it that we could possibly see or hear that we haven't seen or heard before? Can we possibly find any signs of hope? Finding hope has indeed been a challenge for many of us. And our natural instinct in times like this is to retreat. But the season of Advent is not a time to seek out shelter that removes us from the very tension and struggle around us, but to engage God and prepare ourselves for the gift of Jesus Christ. Among the fighting, persecution, divisiveness, tension, and grief, there is hope. And hope is usually the theme associated with the first Sunday of Advent. Our hopes and God's hope for us and God's hope for the world. But the hope that I'm talking about this morning is not the kind you associate with Christmas gifts or a Christmas list. Hope in such a context is nothing more than a wish. It is a vague, anemic desire with no teeth in it and little chance of becoming reality. The hope we read about, the hope we know through Scripture, is so much more vigorous. The people in the Bible reveal a hope to us that is worth risking for. A hope that pulls people from the present into the future. Biblical hope is a powerful force for change. But here's the thing. To hope means we cannot be completely sure. There are no guarantees. We may even experience less comforting feelings alongside hope. Fear, distrust, anxiety. But we must understand that those feelings are acceptable. God welcomes us in whatever degree and quality of hope is possible for us. Even 
even if the hope is simply an indefinable longing for something more. It has power. It has power that grows, and its power grows as we nurture the hope in God's presence. John Westerhoff, an Episcopal priest and theologian, writes the following. Advent is a time to focus on the word of hope, the possibility of birthing new life, a rekindled vision to which we might give our lives. Advent focuses on the paradoxes of longing anticipation and patient watching, transforming the way we envision life and yet living prepared. Living out a wait for what never seems to come, and continuing in hopeful trust, desiring to give up control, and opening ourselves to new possibilities of life. It is a very common biblical theme in both the Old and New Testaments. No matter how bad things seem to get, no matter how bad things are, God is there. Hope isn't lost. We don't need to keep our heads down in worry and fear. The story of the world is not finished. It is a work in progress. God is at work in individuals, in our families, our friends, in our churches, in our communities. God is at work. God is at work to do away with injustice and to bring about the goodness of God <laughs> to all. God will make things new someday. Someday, the wrongs will be right, and justice, mercy, and love will rule. Someday, the Lord will dawn, someday, the day of the Lord will dawn where there is no hunger. There is nobody suffering. There is no fear. There is no poverty. But that doesn't mean we stand on the sideline and watch the world go by. We continue to be a people dedicated to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves, to proclaim by word and, and example the good news of God in Christ to strive for justice, and to strive for peace among all people, and respecting the dignity of every human being. Respecting the dignity of every human being. That's who we are. Our understanding of Advent is not only that we wait in joyful expectation of the birth of our Savior, 
But it is the promise that Christ will come again and will change us. This is the very core of what we as Episcopalians state is the Christian hope. In case you want to refer it later, it's page 861 of the Book of Common Prayer. <laughs> I'm not making stuff up. <laughs> this is what it says, as Episcopalians, is the state of Christian hope. To live with confidence and newness and fullness of life, and to await the coming of Christ in glory, and the completion of God's purpose for the world. We are an Advent people. We are called to live expectantly. And so to live expressing our hope for God's future by living as if it is already here. Not dictated by our present sufferings, but informed by the vision of what God has in store for all things. Although Advent comes for us during the darkest time of the year, it is a season of light. The light that comes into the world and will never be put out. And so, each Sunday during Advent, as you gather, and as you light another candle, your sanctuary not only gets brighter, but darkness retreats. And hope does move forward. So, my brothers and sisters, as we turn the page to start a new calendar of the church year, we take this moment this morning to pause. Pause to say a prayer of thanks and to say a prayer of hope. And then, we roll up our sleeves and get back to work. Tomorrow is already on the way. So, stand up and raise your heads because our redemption is drawing near. <laughs>